Hey everybody, good morning, good morning. It is Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. We're approaching 4 a.m., still the beginning of November 2018, still broadcasting live from Las Vegas. So, good morning, everyone. I saw something posted on Facebook and I figured, okay, that topic is something that motivates me to cover it, hopefully briefly, on my podcast. I have so much editing to do, and I have to do another product shoot today and tomorrow, which means so much, and a lot of editing, so I really want to get that underway and get my day started. So I'm starting my podcast. Um, I'm doing my podcast to start my day, as I have been. Thank you so much excuse me, to everyone for the undying support. I seriously appreciate it. I'm never going to stop saying thank you. And it's always noticed, valued, and appreciated. So with that said, let's get into today's topic. So I see um, something in the news, something gone viral about Victoria's Secret and this little controversy, which was probably put there on purpose, um, about them not using, I guess, older models and not using plus size models and not selling plus size lingerie. Okay. First and foremost, every company, just like every designer, just like every photographer, model, um, and magazine, they have the right to decide who they want to market their business or their product to. They have the right to decide who and how that person is going to physically look that represents their brand or their company. They have the final decision and it can be based upon so many things including your qualifications, your professionalism, your presence and influence on social media. There's so many aspects, but it comes down to personal taste as well. And one thing I want to talk about is this whole empowerment movement, women empowerment. I love how it seems to be only for women of plus size and above. Whereas, where does it leave everyone else, especially people who are thin Now, I'm not going to sit up here and get into a whole um, podcast episode of people who are naturally thin, people who are thin and work out to stay thin and healthy, and people who don't eat right, have eating disorders, um, or, you know, uh, are abusing drugs or whatever, like athletes that take steroids or, you know, get people who get plastic surgery. I'm, I'm not here to judge what another grown person does to enhance, alter, change, whatever, their appearance. They're grown. They're an adult. It's their money. It's somebody's money that had to be worked for. And it's, it takes time and it's, it's them. Not every single person, um, is naturally one way or naturally another way, but they want to look like that. To me, it goes, it can go all the way back to, or down to getting your ears pierced, what color polish you choose to use, um, whether you choose to wear makeup, whether you choose not to wear makeup, whether you wear extensions, whether you don't wear extensions, whether you choose a corset for your wedding day or you choose a vintage gown, you know, by Vera Wang for your wedding day, everybody's decisions are based upon their personal taste. And I refuse to believe that because someone is small, if someone is petite, if someone is quote unquote underweight, thin, lanky, um, and skinny, quote unquote, I refuse to believe that they do not have 
their own personal taste, that they're not a person somehow, that their likes and dislikes, wants, needs, their money, and what they choose to spend it on has no merit. That absolutely makes no sense to me. There are pinups that are a literally, literally a size zero. And there are pinups who are above a size 16. So you cannot tell me that people, because they're thin for whatever reason, which is none of our business, you cannot tell me that they don't have a right to some empowerment, that they don't have a right to some support, that they don't have any personal taste. There are companies that are going to specifically cater to petite women and don't even have sizes mediums, large, extra large. Now, I wouldn't consider myself a small girl at all. I wouldn't consider myself a big girl because of other people's standards of what a big girl is. To me, I'm a big girl. I've been this size for a while and I, I don't consider myself anywhere near being fit and lean and thin. And for me, this is my natural size based upon my physical activity and my diet. This is my size. I don't work out. I try to stay active and as physical as I can. Um, if you're somebody who's just running around the city a lot and always out and about, you are burning a lot more calories than you realize. And then, of course, there are people who make an effort to go to the gym um, habitually and they care about what they eat. They don't go on crash diets, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Every single person is different, but it is very difficult for me to understand the concept that it's okay to empower somebody who is overweight to the point to where it's definitely has affected their health and it's going to affect their health. Now, why are we caring? Do we know this person? But how is it okay to empower them and say it's okay and we can't say anything negative because it would be body shaming. But then people are constantly posting memes about how men love meat, only dogs love bones, how real women have curves. There's nothing wrong with empowering yourself or another person. But tearing down someone while you're doing it is not necessary. Real women have curves. That's like saying, you know, real men have beards or real men, you know, get their fingernails dirty at work every day or real men have girth and a brawn and have a stomach. That is absolutely positively not true and when it comes to like I said empowering people what is wrong with empowering somebody who's thin what is wrong with being thin okay it's not your cup of tea well for some of us neither is excessive weight it's, it's something that I would rather not see and I'm not trying to bully I'm not trying to bash I never have I never will. Um, when it comes to clothing, that's where my frame of mind usually goes. Or when it comes to pinup, like this image isn't pinup, you know, why is it on a pinup page? Or she's wearing, you know, pinup clothing with modern hair or pinup hair with modern clothing. Or someone is wearing something that doesn't flatter them. It's the wrong color for them. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about why they're the size they are. I'm not basing my opinion, oh, women should be curvy that are in pinup. Okay, well, just go, let's, let's go out on a limb and say that if that were true. Then you're going to tell me there's no place for people who are thin and petite? Come on. There's obviously a, a place in fashion because these people exist. If we didn't have thin, petite, tiny people, then there would be no side of that to the fashion industry. Obviously, they are people. They buy clothes. They want to buy corsets. There are, there are models that 
are actually top heavy, if you will, that are still like a size zero or a size two. There are models that have absolutely no breast, no bust, nothing up top, and are a size 18. There are models that are a size 18 that have a thin stomach. Yes, these people out there actually exist. When you're talking about the cookie cutter format, not everybody fits into that. And there are tiny people, so therefore there are companies, there are designers that cater especially to them. Not including all of the people that are not going to close their doors on someone, but you might run across photographers who only like to shoot um, plus-size models. Photographers who only like to shoot models with lots of tattoos. Photographers who only like to shoot African-American models. But when it comes to companies, businesses, specifically clothing companies, they are catering to a certain public, to a certain market. Their clientele are people who fit within a specific description. And there are companies that make petite clothing only, just like there are companies that make plus-size clothing only. This is the way that it is. When a designer that is not some huge designer designs a dress, and it's not for commission, so it's not specifically for a client that is hiring them to make them a dress, as an example, they are making something it might be according to the size of their mannequin it might be something that the measurements are according to their measurements and they're creating a beautiful dress that they're going to sell and they base the measurements upon them or on upon the size of the pattern that they used so when they are going to sell this they're going to sell it and say, this is a size five. I, I don't understand how that's supposed to be that big of a deal because they're selling things in size five. That's not bullying. That's not bashing. That's not putting down because they're not making a size 15. And what about all the beautiful, beautiful women out there that are a size five? Oh, they're not entitled to have feelings like their own personal taste. They're not entitled to have high fashion. They're not entitled to have undergarments that fit them. I have seen models that literally were a size zero and wanted to model in a corset and were not top heavy. Everything was evenly distributed as far as their frame and the shape of their body. Everything was just thin, just small everything, their feet, their wrists, their hands, their breasts, their bottom, you know, their legs, everything was tiny. And they wanted to wear a bodysuit or they wanted to wear a corset. Now, I think that corsets basically, well, the, the original reason why they were made was to, you know, provide a certain shape underneath, underneath clothing. And then, of course, burlesque um, performers started to wear them. And, you know, women with curves, meaning, you know, they've got the, the, the meat there, um, if you will, were wearing them to create that hourglass figure. It's very hard to create an hourglass figure when someone has no hips, no butt, no breasts. I mean, no stomach. The whole midsection is just, you know, from the neck down. Everything is completely A-line and thin. It's very hard to create that look. Yet, am I going to tell a client, no, don't wear that. If we have a corset or if she has a corset in her size, small, extra small, and she loves it, then I want her to wear it. Because... It, sh it shouldn't be limited to one body type, one body size. Now, my personal opinion, if I were to be somebody's personal stylist, 
officially hired as their personal stylist. And I'm giving my personal opinion and input and based upon what I think and my training and what I think looks best upon them. No, I'm not going to put a client that's a size zero in a corset. No, I'm not. Because I don't feel that it is going to flatter her the way that something else would flatter her. I don't feel like it's going to flatter her at all. It's the same thing if I were to have a client like a size 20 and I'm hired as their personal stylist. Not just I'm styling them and what they want, but I'm hired to officially be what a personal stylist is. There are certain things in their closet when I'm doing a closet audit. There are certain things, certain garments that I'm not going to put on them that I'm not going to style them in if I have the choice and I have the power. I, I personally don't think bodysuits, like jumpsuits, tight jumpsuits, look really, really good on people who are thin and petite and if they have no curve to their body. And I don't think that they look good on people who have excessive weight. This is my personal opinion. I think bodysuits look best on someone who has the bust area, a thin stomach, and hips. Now, I don't have hips and my stomach is thin depending on the hour of the day <laughs> and depending on what I'm wearing, depending on the angle. Let's just say I don't have a flat, quote unquote, flat, on, flat stomach. Um, so I don't think bodysuits, tight jumpsuits look best on me. I'm missing that curve and it's, it's about the eye the trained eye if you are looking at something the dis distribution of weight the curve that's why undergarments shape what is on the outside what we're wearing if you look at bodysuits and things like that and you have that curve in the middle that hourglass where you start big at the breast area you go inward and then you go outward again where the hips I have no hips so the appearance of my stomach looks less flat to me if that's a word if that's a phrase um, if I had bigger hips then I would have that hourglass figure and the eye would be focused on my hips my breasts my thighs and not like right to me when I look at myself in a skin tight bodysuit my focus is right on my stomach area because I have like these I wouldn't say extremely huge but I have big legs I have big thighs before that I don't have big hips so to me that's where my focus is at and the bigger I am or appear up top because of a bra or the way something is made if I look bigger in the bust area, it's going to make my stomach look flatter, yes, but it's also going to show how visibly show the fact that I don't have any hips because again, it's about where your where your eyes go, where your eyes are looking at. So I don't you know, I don't expect everybody to care that much about fashion. All I'm saying is this: every company has a right to cater to certain clientele, to certain clients. Every designer, every magazine, except as an example, Delicious Dolls Magazine. It's a very quote unquote sexy magazine, risque. It's very, um, very sexy. That would be the word that I would, very provocative. And even the times that I've seen them post a model that is quote-unquote classic cheesecake pinup with no tattoos, the total, you know, pinup dress, and, you know, the Victorian rolls in the hair, and the Mary Jane shoes, big eyes, big expressions, big smiles, goofy expressions, there's still an element of sexy, which is exactly what the original pinup was about. 
you know, there you will see the stockings. You will see, you know, um, a lot of the bust area exposed. You will see um, a sneak peek of the bum of the stockings. That's what you're going to see. It's never going to be just mundane, just kind of, you know, everything that they they publish is eye-catching and it's sexy, bottom line. And it's within pinup and it doesn't necessarily have to be classic. There's so much modern day pinup. And they even say it on the cover, modern day pinups. So there you go. That's what they decided to do. That is their style. And although there's so many themes that they publish and they accept and that are undoubtedly within pinup, everything has to be quote unquote sexy. And modern day is a plus, I would say, for getting into delicious dolls because tattoos, different color, you know, blue hair, pink hair, designs on the nails, um, modern day platforms, latex, corsets with, with chains, lots of fishnets, lots of, lots of thigh highs. I think that is the number one thing that would help you for getting a delicious dolls. Excuse me. So, again, am I looking at them like, oh my goodness, this is... No, I'm not. There are certain magazines that only publish um, tattooed pinups. There are certain magazines that only pu- publish plus-size pinups. There are magazines that publish everything within pinup. So... My whole thing is if somebody's doing a special edition issue on plus size models or they're doing a tattoo edition or their whole magazine happens to be based upon that, same thing with the designer, then believe me, there are other magazines, there are other designers, there are other photographers that are doing other looks, exact opposite looks, looks that may fit you but don't fit someone else things that may fit someone else and may not fit you and fitting mean meaning you know you're right for it and then there's actual fitting you know when models and fashion go up for modeling jobs it's about when it comes to clothing it's about fitting the clothing that's the number one requirement after that there are so many other qualifications and it may come down to personal taste. There might be two models or five models that are qualified and are the right size for the garment or garments. And then it comes down to personal taste of the person in power, the person making the decision. They're going to choose if they see three people that they think are qualified and fabulous. It's going to come down to personal taste. So everybody has that right. And I feel like so do every single petite, quote-unquote, underweight, thin person out there because there are people who are naturally thin. I still don't think it's okay to bash people that have an eating disorder of any kind. But I just think that it's really unfortunate that even with with pinup, it's like people can't just empower themselves or a certain group without mentioning other people. I've even said this. Oh, by the way, it's 420. Anybody out there? 420. Okay. Um, I have, see, that now that took me off what I was going to say. And the wind is howling out there, you guys. Oh, my God. It's officially cold, okay? It's officially, it's almost time to get that um, fireplace started out there. Now, see, this is when I would love to have some music or something going on, but I can't seem to get it right on this podcast. Um, but back back to sizes. Um, people who are people who are thin naturally, people who have to work out to not be thin. I mean, I've just come across so many people and I've looked in Penup and people will say, you know, Penup is for curvy women, Penup is for real women with curves. How about Penup is for everyone? There's Penup for little teeny girls. And there's pinup for people who are 80 years old. You know, 
I mean, there's pent-up for everyone, every size, every race, every nationality, every religion. I mean, I guess what I'm saying, I guess their only limit would be their religion. I just think that pent-up is for everyone. I know it's for everyone. And you can actually say something positive without bringing something negative into it. I have posted about this before, about how when I say so-and-so did such a great job today, it was wonderful working with them. They're so insightful. They're so motivating. And I love what we talk about. They're so easy to work with. I'm not putting down someone else. I mean, the only people who are feeling insecure about that are doubting themselves. Because, you know, what's love got to do with it? No. But really, I mean, when I'm talking about somebody, I'm talking about them. I'm not secretly saying something about somebody else. If you know me, I don't, I don't have to secretly say anything. I could post anything I want, and I could name names, and I have never, never done that. So, you know, love me or hate me, but I think the majority of people can appreciate that part about me. Because believe me, people name names and name shame all day long. I do not. But I tell it how it is, how it T.I. is, uh, as my father used to say. I have to remind him of that soon. Um, And, you know, I'm not hesitant to express something that's the truth about working with someone, about my experience being around them. Why? Please. Obviously, I'm not. Capital letters, obviously, I'm not. So, you know, how am I? I'm not secretly doing anything when I'm talking about someone and I'm stating things that are positive. Period. That's just the way it is. I'm not secretly saying something when I say something that was negative that happened. They know it happened. I know it happened. Now I'm going to tell it to people. And minus saying who it was. I have every right to do that. But we're not going to get into that. What we're getting into is the fact that I'm not putting down other people because I'm bringing... If I say, oh, my, my favorite or one of my favorite photographers is coming into town... Grown-ass men that are my photographers, my other photographers, they're not going to get offended. They're not going to get their feathers ruffled. They're not going to get upset or emotional and think, wow, does that mean I'm not one of her favorites? Does that mean, please, you don't even have to go any further. But see, other people do that. And for me, I just don't think that it's fair, if you will. And I know life's not fair. But I don't think it's fair to uplift yourself or someone else while you're putting down some another person. Because, I mean, how do you know why somebody is thin? You know, my husband is a prime example of somebody who's just really thin naturally. This is him. I mean, he's in his mid, you know, passing that, you know, 35 age mark, his, his mid thirties, he's, he's heading on to 40 and I don't see his body changing unless he does something to alter it. And again, if someone does something to alter their body, so what? What business is that of yours to judge them is my whole point. If it's something that you know about and it's made public, okay, you, we all have our own thoughts. It doesn't mean that you have to bash, bully, put someone down, or compare one group of people to another. I don't think that's fair. When people post images of, I've seen that meme, I'm so glad I haven't seen it in so long. Um, of somebody who is clearly what I would say anorexic and has an eating disorder. It's pretty obvious. And next to a picture of Marilyn Monroe, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because you thought about doing it? Oh, come on. You know, I thought about slapping somebody in the face and I didn't. I mean, and we could go on with that, that whole outlook of, I thought about, you know, why would you say something like that to someone because you thought it? Come on. Where's your shame? Where's your compassion? 
where's the respect for yourself and logic and what you're doing because what's the point of doing something like that to make somebody feel bad then you must feel really bad about yourself but that meme that picture I'm like why are people doing this first and foremost Marilyn Monroe was Marilyn Monroe just like I'm me just like you're you there are size fives that come in all different shapes there are size 12s like me that come in all different shapes meaning we still fit the same clothes we still order the same size but our measurements might be different might be completely different so Marilyn Monroe had curves but she was tiny and for people to say she was a size 16 and um back in 1950 okay you do realize that that's like a size seven or so in today's sizes no you don't realize that that's why people are posting things like that like what happened or you know this is what models look like today versus real women back in the that's just a crock of bull and I, I think it's sad because number one you're shaming a person who is not being credited they probably don't want to be who knows when the picture was taken who knows what her name is who knows you know anything you're taking a picture of someone and violating um, copyrights and all kinds of things and you're shaming them you are bullying them in front of the world and you don't know anything about them you don't know their history you don't know where they came from you don't know what if they have an eating disorder if they have a drug addiction if they just went through a major life crisis you don't know what's going on in their life you don't know you don't know if they they've been bullied their whole life about being fat and they just got obsessed with being thin that they took it so far and they don't do drugs and they're not throwing up but they are obsessive about their weight or they have an eating disorder you don't know that and then you go sit up there and put it next to a picture of Marilyn Monroe like she was so curvy the woman was basically almost half my size it's just like when I posted pictures of Twiggy and uh, Audrey Hepburn and I don't remember what and a lot of other people and I don't remember exactly what they all had in common it had something to do with fashion with clothing or hair and then someone had the nerve to make a comment talk about the, they're the reason for promoting thin models back in the day or what how dare you say something like that Audrey Hepburn was born into poverty she was born in a foreign country to us she was born in rough times very humble beginnings and I remember reading her story and it's saying that to avoid thinking about how hungry she was every night when she was a child when she was a preteen when she was a teen she used to read books she used to read because it helped keep her mind off of her starvation and people sitting up there really talking about she was promoting being thin how about she was empowering other women who are naturally thin I mean look at how people did Elizabeth Taylor one of the most beautiful women you know considered one of the most beautiful women to ever walked the face of the earth classic beauty brains she came from a wealthy family she was groomed upbringing she was extremely talented look how people started talking about her and even till today I can post a picture of her and some jerk of a man will say oh yeah that was before she got all fat and old or that was before she got fat how dare you the woman struggled with extreme severe health problems I mean how long do you expect people to maintain their size or their looks number one we all get old number or older come on I mean and then to sit up there and say something like that like excuse me let's just remember how 
she was in this picture. If you don't want to remember how she was in the end, the woman is dead and you sitting up there still saying things about them. That's not right. And I just don't think it's right to compare people or to say people are promoting thinness. Okay, so what about models that naturally have full lips and thick lips of all races? I can think of Asian models, of Korean, Japanese. I can think of um, models from uh, the Middle East. I can think of models from, um, obviously, from South America. I can think of models from all over the world that have naturally pouty, thin, voluptuous, full lips, period. They were born that way. They're not using a toothbrush to plump them up. They're not using a product to plump them up. They're not drawing the lines in extra big over their lip line. And they're not using any form of plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery. This is how they look. So you're going to tell me that if Gucci decides they want to use a certain model for whatever reason, including that she fits the clothes the way that they want and she has the look that they want, you're going to sit up there and say that, oh, Gucci's promoting um, to these young girls to go get cosmetic surgery to get their lips bigger. Psh, bullshit. I mean, come on. First of all, you need to be your child's first teacher and you need to be their example. You can't sit up there and put it, everything on the teachers to teach and society and their friends and ads and music videos and TV shows and movies. You can't let those, all of those things raise your children. You have to be their major influence, your family. It takes a village and you have to be their example. So, you know, people who are naturally a certain way are not necessarily encouraging people to be that way. Neither is a brand. They're not saying, well, if you're not like this, you should go do this. I mean, this isn't, these aren't ads for plastic surgery companies or cosmetic surgery products and, and, and treatments that you can go get. You know, I mean, that's all I'm saying. There are people who are not African-American and have curly, kinky hair. There are people who are of all races that have different types of hair, different color skin, different facial features, different body structures. And I guess just to bring this back to full circle, I honestly don't care what size a certain company sells. If they sell my size and it's in my budget, then great. If they don't, I'm not going to consider it a bad thing because there are endless companies. People are sitting up there acting like Victoria's Secret is like, like it's 1930 post-war, I mean pre-war, you know, or the end of 1940, beginning of 1950 post-war. Like, oh no, there's just no lingerie out there. There's no, come on now. There's plenty of companies. This isn't what happened when we went into a shortage of nylons during World War II. And then when the war was over, the one company who had nylons put an ad out telling the women to come to this department store to buy the nylons. They had like a thousand to, to sell and 15,000 women showed up and they were fighting. And eventually at, at one point, Nylons were on the black market and, and, and being robbed. People were being robbed for them and they were being sold at enormous prices. This is, come on. You know, if you can't afford a Victoria's Secret, then go on eBay and buy some, some, some cheap shit. I mean, what can I say? Within Pinup, there's what Katie did lingerie. There's Betty Page lingerie. These are very popular lingerie companies within the pinup industry. Nothing that they sell is cheap, period. And what I mean by cheap is the cost and the material, period. It, it, for people to say the Victoria's Secret 
sells cheap material. I, I disagree. Or that they're manufacturing and, you know, the, the materials that they use to design and create these things are cheap. I, I refuse to believe it. I don't think that they're of the highest end. But what I'm telling you is go to a high, high, what you consider a high end, or actually go to a company that is an actual high end designer. You're going to be paying more money. You're going to be paying more money because of the material. I bought like three, two or three bras from Victoria's Secret one year. Those bras lasted me and they were my go-to bras. I loved them. If I could find them today, I feel like Peggy Bundy, like my, on Al, uh, you know, on Married with Children, Al Bundy is going to, my husband's going to have to piece me some bras together and, or go find some out of the way place <laughs> that's still selling the old school, um, push-up bra from Victoria's Secret. Oh my God. When that hit the market, oh my, I just loved it. I loved it. And I bought them. They were like 35 to $40 each. So virtually with taxes, with tax and like, you know, a body wash or something, I basically spent a hundred bucks around there. Those two bras last, lasted me for like 10 years. I, I'm not lying to you literally after 10 years of wearing them often not once and washing them and wearing them and washing them and wearing them they were still I mean in good condition so I really don't know about people talking about the quality of I would venture to say that they're just more sour towards the fact of the prices and the fact that they cannot get their sizes or there's things that they want in their size and they don't have it. Get over it. Get over it. There are plus size lingerie companies that only sell and start at a 1X, meaning that you're their size small if you're a 1X, that go up to a size 5X, 6X. So I'm a, I'm a, just say I'm a 1X. I'm actually it depends on the company, but if it's a true United States, U.S. size, you know, and manufactured seller, I'm about a large, but just say I was an extra large. They are selling things that are in my size, at, and I'm a size 12, all the way up to a 5 or 6X. That's got to be like a size 20, a size 22, a size 24, the same outfits. So you cannot tell me that those outfits are not there, that those companies aren't there. And I mean, more material, it's going to cost, cost you more. I've learned that, um, just by ordering, you know, hosiery, ordering stockings and pantyhose, you get the, the standard one size fits all. It's, they cost $5. If you want the plus size, they cost six fifty, seven dollars $7. That's the way that it is. For people to be upset about something, how about change it? How about get out there and start your own lingerie company? How about invest in a lingerie company that wear, that fits the size that you wear? Or how about just shopping where you can afford it, where you like what they have, and they have your sizes, and call it a day? Because... You know, there are companies that if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. They will be innovative. They will come up with new ideas, but their foundation, their original foundation will never change. They are not because they are happy with the success of their company. They're happy with the brand that they have built. built. Victoria's Secret has been around for so long. And I like the quote that somebody said, Victoria's Secret was because it said teens aren't shopping. I guess they mean like 18, 19 year olds aren't shopping at Victoria's Secret. And the lady that commented was like the most, the wisest one in the comments um, on this uh, post, on this blog. She said, Victoria's Secret wasn't meant to be affordable for teenagers. It was meant to be a place where men could feel comfortable shopping for lingerie. 
for their spouses, for their women, for their wives. And I totally agree. I mean, and this was not, you know, a young person. Sounds like somebody who's around for a long time to see how Victoria's Secret began or how they eventually began building their brand. So I say, you know what, get over it. It's just like Frederick's of Hollywood. Everything there is super sexy. You're not going to find big form-fitted bras and girdles and, you know, cotton panties that go above the belly button. These are things you're not going to find there. You're probably not going to find full-on pantyhose stockings. I mean, they probably only sell fishnets and thigh highs. That's the way that it is. When you shop Fredericks of Hollywood for high heels, you're not going to find like cute little Mary Jane shoes to wear for a cheesecake pinup. You're going to find super sexy, super high heels or the little bed, the classic bedroom slippers that were worn back in the day with, you know, the, the fur on top, the feathers and the little heel, the slip on mules very sexy heels. That's what you're going to find. There are companies that sell vintage shoes that are conservative looking. There are companies that sell high heels that are just regular standard. And then there's, how do you say the, I can't even say the name. It's it's in my mind, but us women, we know, I just cannot pronounce Lubantu, Lubantu. Anyways, the company with the L name for the shoes. I feel so bad that I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce a lot of things, but um, come on. You know, women are paying. They're on sale for $2,000. They're on sale for $1,500. You know, $5,000 for a pair of boots, for a pair of heels from this company. These are extremely, what I would call, sexy shoes. And the heel is so high, and the design is so distinctive and it's like you basically have like a Barbie foot you know just totally stand on your tippy toes and put the shoe on because that's how you're going to be walking around and certain women love those shoes are they catering to people who can't walk in those kind of shoes who could never last a day could never walk across the room in those shoes no they're not are they catering to people who are above say size 16 maybe they don't go above that no they're not are they catering to people who have a a foot below a size two probably not you know are they catering to people who can't afford a couple grand for a pair of high heels no they're not they're not catering to those people they're not necessarily marketing to those people those aren't their clients so companies can be innovative and diversify but still be keeping their same format their same formula their same brand that they've built and when you market you look for your target audience and that's based upon feedback and organic feedback and comments and and market testing and all of those things but there are companies that are not going to stop selling this just like fashion nova Fashion Nova is out there, got everybody upset because they're a quote, quote unquote, knockoff easy, which is a new term, knockoff easy company. Every time Kim Kardashian wears something to an event, they knock it off. Every time somebody extremely popular in fashion today, Cardi B, well, she's on board with them, but anytime somebody does something, they are copying Versace, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Um, Lubanchu, is that how you say it? No, okay. They're, they're directly copying Chanel. All of these companies, I just saw Kendall Jenner and an outfit just at home. I don't know if they were filming that day. And she was in this cute little outfit and I noticed the print. And I'm positive that it's Gucci. I'm pretty sure that that is a print of theirs. But it was in the form of some sort of like a bodysuit jumpsuit. It wasn't a full picture of her, but I saw the print, I noticed it, boom. Fashion Nova got a bodysuit on there. The same, in my eyes, it's the same print because I don't buy Gucci, I can't afford Gucci. But it's not something I would buy because it's not 
to my my liking. I don't fancy it personally. And if if I did, Fashion Nova might not have it in my size. Am I going to get mad at Fashion Nova? No, because I'm not the designers that they're biting off of. But this happens all of the time. So, you know, there are companies that are based upon that, and that's who they're catering to. All of the women out there who can't afford to buy Gucci, Prada, Versace, Louis Vuitton, Vera Wang, whatever, they cannot afford these things. But they want that look. They want that print. They want that style dress, that style and print bodysuit. And they want it in their size, which is Fashion Nova's famous for catering to women on the thicker side with their jeans. They have jeans that supposedly fit for women with curves. And this is one of the ways that they've established their brand because everybody's ranted and raved about their jeans. And they're catering to people who also want to wear the styles the celebrities are wearing currently and don't have that kind of money. So it's no different than than Victoria's Secret. They have established their brand. They sell the sizes that they sell. They decide what they want to sell based upon their consumers and building their brand over so long. I don't see why anybody has to bash them you know, well, Victoria's Secret is always being bashed. They're always in the news. And again, it could be stories that are created to put them in the news. But everybody loves their, their body sprays. Everybody loves their butter, their, their, their hand lotion butters, body butters, their bath scents. Everybody loves when Christmas comes and you can get four for 20. I do. <laughs> I don't have to buy anything in there. Everybody loves their their annual sale, their semi-annual sale, where you can get all of these things. I mean, people are happy, and the company's happy. If you can't fit their sizes, then you can go to a company that, and believe me, there's more than one company that will have your size. So that's my whole outtake. I'm going to end today's show, today's episode. And I'm going to move on with my day. Thanks for the support. And I'll see you next time, everyone. I think I've said enough about the topic and the way I feel. Um, There's clothing companies out there for everyone. And I don't think it's okay to uplift and empower people by putting down other people. There are grown women that are size double zero. Get over it. There are grown women that are size 24. Get over it. I say worry about yourself and believe me it's not like there aren't endless companies out there to suit you and to fit your needs and personal taste so this has been Pen Up Talk host Diana Prince I'll see you next time guys ciao